Our speaker today asked me not to say anything about him. He did write two sentences, and uh, so I'll share the two sentences. But before I do, I'll talk about his body. Then I can be obedient and still say what I want to say. <laughs> because the settlers are a family. They're a family that loves Christian education. And for the years they were at Downers, we felt particularly loved. If there was an event, the settlers were there, setting up, serving, cleaning up, often the last ones to leave. And Pastor Sittler's worships on Friday morning ranged from, well, you know, they were just mostly messy. When you think about it, he had a snake pudding one time, I remember. And um, one time he brought in plastic and put it on the floor and dumped a bucket of garbage, a trash can on that. He was getting ready to go on a mission trip, and his point was, what for us is garbage is for some people a grocery store. And they were powerful, and they made you think. And so that's all I'll say. They were a family, well, I will say a personal interest. I felt like each member of the school family had a personal supporter, a personal encourager, a personal prayer warrior praying for them and encouraging them. And that's pretty good. You can tell we love Pastor Sittler and Cindy Lee and Nehemiah. Pastor Sittler pastored 13 years in Chicago land. Now he pastors in Tennessee at the Crossville and Heritage Academy churches. And he's been there. Yeah, he left us in 2014. Here's something unique he can say. In this time of one pastor having many churches, this pastor has one church but two schools. Pastor Sabbath. Happy Sabbath to each one of you. Happy Sabbath. It's an honor for us to be here. Actually, it's a blessing for us to be here. Mrs. Williams called up the message after one of the school board meetings and said we would like you to come and speak this year for Education Sabbath. Um, I had to listen to the message multiple times because it was just unexpected. But thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. I want to thank the um, a Church family for your support of the school. We were here eight years all the way through his elementary education, first and eighth, was here at Downers Road School. And you as members have supported your school for many, many years. Sometimes in days of plenty, sometimes in days of very little. You sacrificed to keep the school open. And as a result, you see what God has done. I want to thank the school board, Mr. Metcalf, for the invitation to she could have chosen somewhere else. So thank you for giving us this, this opportunity to see old friends again, to be here to celebrate with you. This is our 10th uh, Education Sabbath. The first one was before Nehemiah even started first grade. We came here during the transition period, and, and as we came to, to the Education Sabbath, a few weeks later, the Lord said, this is the place we can your son to go. So we're Nehemiah to go. And so ever since, so now this is our 10th time, so thank you for giving us an opportunity to come back. As we've thought through the years, 
We have thought through some of the teachers and the blessings and the students. We saw some of the slides today, our first slide during children's story. Some of them are off of college, some of them are almost finished college. You should feel a little old, doesn't it? Remember Dr. Horton, and, um, who was principal when we started, a teacher, and Dr. Williams came. Then we had uh, Miss Suarez. You know Mrs. Lovelace now. Miss Marlier, who followed her, Mrs. Carlson. And then uh, Mrs. Jimenez and Mrs. Manza. How do you say it? It's not, it's Manz? Manza. thank you. We, we, it's in the mind, we know it by the Congratulations. Again, thank you for all the input of our family's lives. Vision we set, encouragement for the future. You may not know what you know. Whether it's a parent that's supporting the school, volunteering, helping, whether it's a church members as a whole, or you as teachers, school board, Thank you for being a part of Downers Grove and the school and being a part of our life. Give us an opportunity to celebrate this high Sabbath with you. As we open God's word, I want to invite you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, Adventist Christian education is very important. Lord, you've given it to us as a Something is easy to take for granted. To forget about if we don't have children in the church. We will not be about homeschooling anymore. But Lord Jesus, we want all of our children, whether it's our own children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, whether it's our church children, young people, people to be taught of you. So as we spend a few moments reflecting upon that, Jesus. My prayer is that you will widen our vision, expand our heart for our children. In your name, I pray. Amen. Roy would tell you that uh, he was a redheaded, pimple faced kid. Pretty common kid in life. Maybe even not much potential, per se, even high risk. His parents had divorced a few years before, which brought him. His mom didn't have much money as a result. She worked night and day, struggling to keep a roof over their heads and food on the table as a petition. Living in the back, having her business in the front. As a result of all of this moving and turmoil in his life, not of his own doing, but there nonetheless, Roy struggled in school. He missed his dad a lot. He knew his mom struggled and worked night and day and worked hard. He knew what she could as a single mom. He was concerned about us, the kind of person he is. Finally, his mom just didn't know what to do. School was not going very well. Life in general for Roy wasn't going very well. And so one day, with a regular client of hers, she just unloaded, poured out her heart to her. She was doing her hair. She just said, I don't know what to do with Roy. I don't know how to help him. 
I know he's struggling. I know he's having a hard time. What should I do? Not sure she was really thinking that her client would have an answer. She was just looking for a listening But as the lady sitting in the chair there listened, she finally turned to her and says, Why don't you send your son to our school? It's smaller. Roy will have a better teacher student ratio. There'll be a safe place for him to grow. The lady who's sitting in her chair. Was one of the teachers of a local venture in California, Adventist Elementary School. And when Roy came, he did do better in the smaller environment in the Christian Adventist Christian School. He did grow. But God's work in his life was not really that evident in the beginning. Kind of like seeds germinating under the ground, the spring begins. He didn't seem like a very good candidate. When his classmates went to Sabbath school and church on Sabbath morning, Roy attended the Saturday morning matinee. It was the movies. When he was finishing eighth grade, all of his friends were talking about going to the Newberry Park Academy. So Roy decided he wanted to go to. He didn't know what academy was. He really didn't know what much was. He takes for granted his seventh. It wasn't long to Roy learned in a different culture of Catholic. When the other students headed off to Sabbath school and church, Roy donned his farm clothes to go clean out the chicken Because that's where he worked during the week on the farm. The loving, caring, patient farm manager came and said, Roy, what are you doing here? Doing my work. He said, and he tried to explain to him what that was. Truly, he was a diamond in the rough. And from a human perspective, not much spiritual potential. But the Holy Spirit wasn't done yet. During his freshman week of prayer, the speaker made an appeal to follow Jesus, and Roy, led by the Spirit, responded. Later that year, he was baptized, and the miracle work was started. God was Later, the Holy Spirit impressed Roy, whether later in the academy years or maybe in the beginning of his college days, to become a teacher. For 39 and a half years, he taught in our church schools, even starting in Adventist Mission Elementary School in Hawaii. Probably helping over a thousand children learn to love Jesus, grow in Jesus, and serve Jesus. But along the way, he was mentored. Remember, his father really wasn't very present in his life. He was mentored by loving teachers, maybe other parents, other staff and administrators, to know what it was to be a Christian husband, which he has been for 58 years, and a father to my wife, Cindy, her sister. Does Adventist Christian education work? It does. Yes, it does. Is it worth the cost and sacrifice? Yes, it was. For my father-in-law, it is. For any who, quote, work the plan that God has. And we'll take a look at that in a little bit. God can work miracles, even in children's life, that we would kind of label a long shot, a 
diamond in the rough. Maybe even, I say it, not much potential. But if you ask my father-in-law, and as I've been blessed by the, the fruit of Adam's education, life of my wife, that no name, not much potential, common, red-headed, face kid, who probably wouldn't have, who knows what he would have amounted to if he hadn't stepped foot in the venture at Adams Elementary School. God can do the impossible. And so whether you're helping at the school, whether you're a parent sending your child, whether you're a teacher, God can use you to do amazing things. But you know what? The enemy knows that as so he tries to undermine our schools, the concept of Christian education. Maybe he even gets us to argue over academics, yes, they're important, we'll get to that. Or tuition costs, yes, it is a sacrifice, there is a price for So many people get the money. And really to broaden it out, what our homes should be about and what our church. For you see, God's real plan and purpose is to teach our children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, church young people to love Jesus, grow in Jesus, and serve others for Jesus. That's what it's all about. If we miss that, we miss the whole plan. We're really wasting our time keeping the doors open. Whether it's for our church, or whether it's for our schools, whether it's even You see, this is the most important reason for educating the children. Nothing else matters. None of the others really are that important if we don't give the proper place to the plans that God has for educating the children. So I want to spend a few moments unpacking what that means for us. What it means in the lives of those that have changed. I invite you to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 through 7. God quickly lays out the plan for Christian education. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. You probably know these verses very well. Let's look at it again. Verses 5, 6, and 7. Deuteronomy chapter 6. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. He's speaking to us as parents and church members. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Goes on and says, says, You shall bind them as signs on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Whether at home, whether at church, church school, homeschooling, it doesn't matter. God's model for Adventist Christian education is one of bodily teaching. God's plan for our children. 
What are we to teach in our home? What are we to teach in our church? What are we to teach in our school? That's the question. That's what I want to spend a few moments on that. Number one, love God supreme. That's what we should be teaching our children. Through our actions and through our instructions. Verse 5 says here, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. It should be in our heart. It should be real to us. And then you should teach it to your children. Or your church. Or your grandchildren. Nieces, nephews, you fill in the blanks with whoever the children are in your life. You see, this all happens through the working of the Holy Spirit. Jeremiah 31, 33. Cameron Reggie's. Then they do a really good job. I love having people do all the time. It is not the future of our church, it is the present of our church. We have to work together with them. Mentor them and teach them. Giving them an opportunity to be up front. It says that the Holy Spirit in both our scriptures in Isaiah 54 and Isaiah, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 31 and Isaiah 54, that the, the Holy Spirit who does this work. He's the one who does this teaching, but we have to be available as parents, as grandparents, aunts and uncles, church people, members, teachers, parents who are helping. This is what it's all about. If we're available for the Holy Spirit to work, Great things happen, just like it did in my father was. He wouldn't be, he says that all the time, he wouldn't be where he's at, what he's experienced over all these years, and he been at this Christian. Academics are important, but only in the context of eternity and loving God, growing in God, serving others. Everything else fails. Share with you a, a quote from my favorite author, Christian author, the book Education. In a knowledge of God, all true knowledge and real development have their source. Whatever line of investigation we pursue with the sincere purpose to arrive at truth, we are brought in touch with the unseen, mighty intelligence that is working in through all. Capitalized. God. Goes on and says, into communion with the mind of God. In this communion is found the highest education. This is where it starts. This is what makes it different, unique, but it makes it part of God's plan. Yes, academics are important. Yes, all of the others are important. We should be not the tail, but the head. But if we miss this communion with God, connection with Him, knowing Him, loving Him, We've missed it all. We will not be taught of God. Not in the fullest picture of God. This is what it's all about. That's why some of you have sacrificially given over the years to help us. Because you've caught this vision of what it's all about. That's why you have the teachers you have who are committed to teaching the children, sacrificing to be there. Connecting children. They see it as a calling, a passion to connect children with the mind of God, the communion with them. The 
they see an education as a higher education, the highest that can be found in communion. But not only does God want our children to love Him supremely, He wants them to help them grow in Him with all of their heart. That's what happens when we're connected with God. It says in Jeremiah 31, 33, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God. That is what God's plan is. He wants to bring us back to the original, back to the beginning, at least since sin entered our universe. Back to the image of Jesus. It's not just knowing him, it's knowing him that transforms him. Mentoring and helping them grow with him. That they know all of what God So my father-in-law learned how to be a Christian husband, father, and teacher. It wouldn't have happened without Seventh-day Adventist Christian church. It is really the plan of salvation. That is what takes place downstairs in those multiple classrooms. Whether it's in preschool, kindergarten, first or fourth grade class, or fifth grade. Anything else that takes place. It's what is happening if you and your parents may be homeschooling at home. God's still working. You are training your children to love and serve That is what God has called you as parents to do. It's what He's called as the broader family, of a church family, as members. And it's modeled through how we live our lives and what we actually share. So as Sabbath school teachers, you are part of the plan of Adventist education for our young people. Teachers in particular. Parents at home. It's really worse than that. Again, some of my favorite Christian author in the book Education. There we go. Book Education, page 15. To restore in man, humanity, all of us, particularly young people, the image of his maker, to bring him back to the perfection in which he was created, that the divine purpose of his creation might be realized. This was, be, this was to be the work of redemption. This is the object of what? Education, the great object of life. All of us are in the school of Christ. Not just our children. We all are in learning to be taught. Particularly for our children to come to school and to homeschool. You don't know what you what influence teachers you might be having. You can be seen little glimpses of it. Parents, you don't know the impact that you have on your children. And by the way, it's not just keeping them and bringing them in on Monday through Friday downstairs and dropping them off at the front door. It doesn't tell our children, do what I say, don't do as I do. They're not looking for perfect parents. They're looking for parents who have a passion for Jesus and are growing. 
that's what they're going to say. And that as they're learning at school, it's also they're learning in the church. What they learn in church is just an augmenting of what they're learning. What they're learning at school should be just strengthening what they've already that's God's ideal. Sometimes it doesn't work. It wasn't that my grandmother-in-law, my father-in-law's mother, wasn't trying. She was just working herself to the bone, trying to just keep a look over her heads. She didn't have what we understand today. What we take for granted many times the second half of Christians. God used a school, teachers, to train my father. Finally, loving Jesus and serving him with all their heart. What's next? Third part of God's plan? Developing the spirit of selfless service to others. Through Jesus. Serving others. You see, Here's the part of secret. Here's the secret of true life happiness. Serving others. Christian service. A life and education that is only me-focused, career-focused, or salary-focused without a sense of service to others will be hollow, fleeting. <coughs> it leaves the possessor without true life purpose. Yes, we should have careers, but they should honor God and be yielded to Him for the Spirit to use His kingdom. My job is I just paint, I just build, I just do computers, I just sit in a cubicle in the office, I crunch numbers as an accountant. Yeah. If in your life, in your career sacrificed and yielded to you. But you see, our young people learn that They learned at the home, at the church, Another quote from education. There it is. Page 13. Go back to I just started doing this again. I had read these and careers done, and I, and I had remembered them as I started putting them my sermon together. But go back and read the first few chapters of book education. It's not just for teachers, it's for Christians. It's excellent. Here's one, page 13, one of the first pages. Our ideas of education take too narrow and too low a range. We're shooting too low. We're pecking around with the chickens instead of flying with the eagles. True education means more than the pursuit of a certain course of study. It's more than a preparation for the life that now is here. Or Now she's going to share with us what the real purpose is. It prepares the student for the joy of service in this world and for the higher joy of wider service in the world to come. Eternity. That's what true education is all about. It's not just you. We've missed it if that's all we think. 
it is important what school your children go to. And so, you know, it's, we've been learning this over the years, and more and more it's burned into our, into our convictions, into our psyche, is the fact that we would not exchange in eight years here anything. If you give me a million dollars, I would not exchange it. I wouldn't exchange the first two years of academy. It would be a Seventh-day Adventist Christian college. You see, this whole, this whole plan only works with God. If you're trying to figure it out from a human point of view, it doesn't work. We've looked it down and say, how do you pay for this? You can't. Now, we shouldn't be wasteful. We should be frugal in our budget. But really, it never, the figures don't add up. Sorry, Gary, you're not going to can't crunch the numbers because it takes the divine to make it work. It doesn't make sense to take 40% of your church budget and put it down to the basement to help keep that school open. It doesn't make sense. And many pastors don't want a school. Do not, do not give a call to your new pastor and don't support Adventist education. It's downstairs. I would not have gone to Crossroads. My first question to them, my first evaluation of them was, do you support Adventist education? I would have shut the whole interview process down. I would have never gone to that church again with the board of the membership I would not pay for that education. That was my criteria. I was not going to the whole church again. Period. That's one of the big reasons. That's how important it is to our family personally to me as a pastor. Maybe thinking, what can I do? What in the world can I do? I'm not a teacher. Maybe I can help a little bit. I don't know the school, but I really can't do anything. What about you? And maybe you could do more than you think. How can I support Dr. Grove Admin in school? How many more than you think? Just talk to my teachers. I'm going to give some ideas. I want to tell you one more story about my father. I mentioned in the beginning that um, they didn't have a whole lot of money because of the divorce. And, you know, in those days, day and age, single parenting wasn't the thing. And so, sorry, ladies didn't make a whole lot. Right? Uh, his mother so when the teacher said come to our school she was like I can't afford that I can't make that happen she says let's see what we can do and somehow the money was there and it happened and he went all the way fifth grade through eighth when he went to academy there was no money there somehow the money still kept showing up I coined the name Mr. Boob I don't know if it was one person, two people, families, I don't know who it was, but we, the name is Mr. Hoover. Somehow Mr. Hoover gave for all those years, and, and my father-in-law does not know who Mr. Hoover or Hoover's are. They've gone to their grave with that secret. They may have known as they were giving, they made a commitment when they appealed with Nate for that Red-headed, purple-faced fifth grader who wasn't an Adventist who really didn't have a whole lot of potential to paint for the world. 
somebody gave. And now we see what the results That individual, I can just imagine, imagine with me, you know what it's going to be like. There is all these people, they're looking for one another, they're looking for someone. And here's a person running through the crowd, looking for Mr. Hoover. Maybe an older person, maybe set in the pew, set in the back, who knows where he's at. And they're looking for him. They go up, they tap him on the shoulder. Are you Mr. Hoover? Yeah. I'm Jim Hoover. He says, I'm here because of you. You gave the help, Mr. Pitt, go to go to church school when he was a boy. And I'm here because he was my teacher. And I gave my heart to Jesus in one of his classes when he taught. Mr. Hoover, thank you so much. Would it have been all, is it all worth it in heaven? That's what takes place downstairs. Another quick story. As we were visiting in the home, we stopped. We were visiting, trying to visit church members. When we first got there, we went and got to the door of the roads. Um, actually, they taught at Broadway. We were there for multiple years. In Harris County as well, and she's just talking, and she was sharing, she was asking about our family, and so I can send in. She says, oh, my sister lives in California, and started asking more questions, and more questions, and more questions, and all of a sudden, both of us had this startled look in our face. You know in that dawning moment, question mark, all of a sudden something clicks? She said, I said, first, I looked at her, and I said, was your sister married to a principal? Would he have been the 58th grade teacher and principal of the Ventura Elementary School about this time? She says, yes, he was just starting out as a teacher in about the mid-20s. He was the principal of my father in the Torah school. She got on the internet, she got a hold of her sister. Her sister like that this whole list. You know, you know that she kept track of my wife. She knew she was baptized at Wesley Canyon in She knew that we had gotten married to her. She was married to a pastor. She knew she was married to a pastor. She, she kept track All of these years, my father-in-law's family, we got married. And I didn't know what happened. And then she told us having a business meeting with the board, I don't know, school board, a business meeting, I'm not sure. We're talking finances. Father-in-law, how can we keep him? We're supporting him, it doesn't look like he's really working. Her husband went to back to my father-in-law said, he's a dying about him, he's keeping him here, he'll do whatever it takes. Maybe that's what Mr. Hoover said, too. Mr. Hoover may have been young. Principal. Adventist education works. It works with youth supports. It works when you're there helping and volunteering and giving. So, how can you help? Pray for the teachers and students. They'll never turn down a prayer. Support worthy students. Some students in their families are not supported by how much they sacrifice and they're sacrificing. Volunteer at school. No teacher turns down good help. 
The enemy tries to keep all kinds of things. Seated, seated, opening the ears, opening the ears. Don't believe everything you hear. So talk to the teachers. Because you know what? If there's some stories going around in the UK, it's because of the spiritual. So jump, jump to conclusions. As a church, you have done that. Because you may have a tap on the shoulder sometime in eternity. Sometimes you say, because you gave, I went to church school, I was really at that school, I am here. You kept that school open, and I was able to go Dear Jesus, it works. The plan works when we work the plan. It doesn't work when we try to figure it out from a human perspective because it never will. When we surrender it all to you, we it to you. Will there be tests and challenges? Yes, there will. Will there be things to work through? Yes. It works. It works when even the ideal is not there, when the three legs are not there. It works. You do some amazing things, and the Father God is one of not the only There are many young people who have gone through this school over the years that are serving you in some way, shape, or form. And it started with their home, it started with the church here, it started with this church. And many teachers that have served you here, serving your children. Lord, continue to bless this church and bless this school. Each home represented in this tree. And as we see it as a gift, working it in conjunction with.